Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Goodies, the author series of podcasts. I'm your host, Deborah Carney, and today we are joined by author, uh, authors Jesse Holder, and uh, Jesse is going to talk to us not only about his book, but about how he's using social media. Hi, Jesse. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? It's good to be with you today. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you have that nice southern accent going on. Where are you located? I'm in Savannah, Georgia, actually. It's been raining here like mad. Yep, that you, you sound like a good old southern boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or man, I should say. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm getting there. Yeah, uh, all right. Um, so, Jesse, why don't you um, introduce yourself to our listeners and give them a little background about yourself. Okay. I'm, uh, my name is Jesse Holder, as she said. I am from uh, originally from Valdosta, Georgia. I joined the Army in uh, 2006 and did three, three years in Italy, the 173rd Airborne, and, and did a 15 months in Afghanistan, which that's, is what my book, Shoots Beer and Bullets, covers. It covers three years in Italy and my Afghanistan tour. But uh, I'm now assigned to the 3rd Infantry Division here in Savannah, Georgia, and did a tour with them in Iraq, where I wrote the book. And now I'm actually getting out of the Army. Next Friday is my last day in the Army. Well, congratulations. Thank you for serving our country. And um, what a great idea for your downtime because, you know, you're not always shooting. Um, <laughs> what a yeah. great way to yeah. utilize your downtime by talking about your experiences um, while you were serving our country and, and your impressions and, and things that went on. So um, thank you for that. And congratulations on completing your, uh, your, your time with them and, and going into retirement. Yeah, it's been great. I've loved every bit of it. It's gotten me, uh, I've been to three continents, 19 countries, two different wars, and I got a book out of it. So I think the army's been pretty good to me. Yep. That, that's pretty, that's great. So, um, okay. So why don't you tell us a little about your book and the inspiration for writing it? Uh, well, the book uh, is called Shoot Spear and Bullets, Not Your Grandpa's War Story. And it, um, I wrote it while I was stationed in Iraq. I went there with the 3rd Infantry Division to uh, help everybody get out when the war was winding down. So we had, we had a bunch of time on our hands. We, only, we worked about 12 hours a day, and then we had 12 hours off. So aside from going to the gym and eating and showering, there really wasn't much to do. So I started writing the book. I had, uh, my brother gave me a journal. When I first joined the Army, and he said, you know, take as much time as you can and write down the memories. So one day, when you know you're 50 or 60, you can look back and see what you did in your younger life and share it with, you know, with your kids and their families. So I did that. I didn't, I didn't start doing it at first, but when I deployed to Afghanistan, I started doing it. Most basically take up some time because there wasn't really much to do there either. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to Iraq... I had pictures in the journal, and I was talking to some of my old friends that were in Afghanistan with me. I said, well, I got the time. You know, I might as well start writing a book. I wasn't planning on, on, on writing a book. I didn't know if I actually would, but I started out with a chapter. And then I, from there, I, about a year later, I ended up with 22 chapters and was talking to my friend who's a, got his doctorate from uh, University of Georgia, and he, he said he'd edit it for me for free. So there you go. That started up. And the book takes place. It starts. And uh, when I'm in airborne school at Fort Benning, Georgia, and it follows me there from Italy and it tells on the training. But uh, the book is, it is uh, NC-17 rated, probably, or R-rated, because it, three words that describe it is sex, drugs, and war. It shows how uh, 
uh, teenagers, you know, you take a 19-year-old and put him in, on a college campus, you know, he goes a little crazy, but you take a 19-year-old and throw him in Europe, put a gun in his hand, he goes wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it goes from Italy and the training to Afghanistan, and uh, you you learn to like the characters in it, you get connected with them, and then once we're in Afghanistan, the people start getting hurt, people start getting killed. And it really focuses on the modern story of the, of the, the soldier, you know, that's why I say not your grandpa's war story. It's not like World War II where you're, you know, out in the 50s swing dance, and this really shows how the, the modern soldiers, the problems and the problems with addictions and, and the problems with going to war and coming back. So it really hits on all that. Well, and I think it's important for people to read stories like that that are, um, that are you know, it, it's reality, and it's not how the, news, uh, how the news is portraying it. It's how it really is. And uh, I think I think it's a great legacy, and you're writing about history. You know, I mean, this is your slice of history um, in American history and in you know the history of uh, of our military. And you know, like you said, sex, drugs, and rock and roll and war. You got to do what you got to do to keep your sanity and to know that tomorrow could be your last day. Um, even though you said you had a lot of time, you also knew that you could be, you know, 24-7 busy at, you know, the drop of a hat. So you had to be always prepared, even if you were not actively doing something, you know, at that particular moment in time. That's exactly right. We did uh, live our lives to the fullest because you never know when the next time you jump out of that plane or when you get caught up to go to... You go into combat. That could be it. Yep. Um, and now, do you deal with post-traumatic stress disorder at all, or you um, haven't had to touch on that yet? Uh, I did when I first, um, towards the end of my deployment in Afghanistan, we uh, I dealt with it a little bit, and then when we got back from Afghanistan, which is where my book ends, it ends uh, the day we get back, so I don't really hit on it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us did actually with uh, you know alcohol abuse and drug abuse a way to uh, cope and really you know push your emotions and feelings back because you go from um, 15 months of of hypersensitivity everything gets you know everything makes you jump you're alert you're constantly vigilant your adrenaline's constantly pumping and then you get taken out of that and then put back into a structural organization of a city and you're expect a function a function as if nothing ever happened so it is you do go through an adjustment time i think i handle it better than most i mean i did go through some alcohol abuse i gained some weight and some drug abuse but you know after a couple months of, of that and then um talking to counselors and they put even put us on some medication for about 90 days after about that i i ended up handling it very well but some people you know they struggle with it for life right um, and it all depends on your experience and how you handled it. And I think that's um, also really important to know. And uh, I, you know, I haven't read your book, but it sounds very interesting and very realistic. And for other authors that are listening, um, you know, you can, you can talk about painful things. And that could actually be something that helped you through uh, subconsciously because you were able to write and get them down on paper and get them out of your head. 
And um, there are other authors out there I know that are struggling with writing memoirs or stories about painful times in their lives. And it's, it's really great if you can get through that and, and uh, express yourself and your feelings so that other people in your situation uh, know that they aren't alone. Right, it is very uh, therapeutic. It's you know going reliving things and writing about them slowly and listening to music that you were listening to as those things were taking place, and it, it takes you back to a time, it helps you relive, and helps you work through it. It is, it is very therapeutic, and I know that's what my uh, counselors were, were talking about. You know, write down what you remember and try to work it through it as as writing, because it helps you get it from your mind onto paper and actually read it and relive it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that say that the only way to get through a painful painful process is to, it's going to hang out in the back of your head until you give it somewhere to go. So um, you've been able to give it somewhere to go and help other people in the process and help other Americans and, and other people, you know, around the world understand what it's like to be in several war zones and... Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure that even though you're you're still stationed, you know, you're getting out next Friday, but I'm still I'm sure every time you hear a car backfire, you know, you like jump and turn around and look and see. Um, oh, I, mean, I, I definitely do. People, people are always looking at me crazy. Well, and it's just because, like you said, you've been living on the wire, you know, for so long, and everything's been so tight. And um, do you know of anybody else in your that you do you know of anyone else that put their story in writing too, or was it pretty much just you out of your friends? Did, yeah, it's been just me. I mean, my friends have been very supportive. Uh, some have been a little leery because I didn't know what I was going to write down, you know, in case mm-hmm. they decide to run for office one day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were mostly supportive. But I am the only one that uh, that has done it. But uh, a friend that is in, a character in the book, actually, a friend of mine. I'm. He lives in Seattle, and I'm flying out there in September to do big book signing and a launch party with him. That's he awesome. Plays for the, yeah, he's a part of the Wounded Warrior Project softball team. So he's, he's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, too. I haven't seen him since, uh, you know, Italy, so it's been almost five years. That's really awesome. So maybe we'll we'll see you on an episode of Gene Simmons' Family Jewels one of these days because that's one of his favorite <laughs> charities is the Wounded Warriors. So There you go. Uh, you can you can get a handshake from Gene and a kiss on the cheek from Shannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So now, if if um, if you were to give some advice to someone who has gone through something and is going to uh, attempt to write a book like this themselves, like you said, you started it out one chapter at a time. Um, what advice would you give to someone else who was going to be trying to write a memoir-type piece that could be going through a painful period of time? Uh, what I would say is uh, don't do an outline. I didn't do an outline. I know a lot of people do outlines, for uh, which I can understand doing one, especially if you're doing a, a fictional work. You know, it's like Lord of the Rings. It's a big, big process with a lot of moving parts. But if you're going to write a memoir, don't do an outline. Start to know where you want to start from. And use whatever items you have to jog your memory. Like I use pictures, I use my journal, and I use music to take me to that place, that place and time and period of my life. So if you're going to do that, start with that, and and write and write past where you want to, where your the hard time was, and write before. So start before, write up to it, and then 
right right past it. Just don't start stop at the piece. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is the hard part. You know, right past it, work through it, and uh, really use use it to help yourself. You know, he'll, obviously I wrote the book for other people to be entertained, but I also wrote it for myself to get this time period of my life behind me and then continue to move on. And it isn't all pain. There are, I, I would imagine, there's some fun times in there too. Like you said, it is kind of uh, uh, NR17 rated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Oh yeah, I mean the hardest, the hardest times are uh, Afghanistan. We know people start people that you have connected with and reading the book start getting hurt and start getting and even dying. Mm-hmm. And that's got to, yeah, that that. Uh, <laughs> there's so much that goes into all of that and you know we watch movies like Good Morning Vietnam or Apocalypse or whatever and we just don't um, you still you connect a little bit but I think if you read what someone has written rather than watching a movie because we look at movies as entertainment and we well, go well they fictionalize that that didn't really happen and then when they read a book that is written by someone who's there and gone through it, then they're like, oh, wow, this is what it's really like. And right. I think yeah. there's a better connection there. I totally agree, because you watch movies in the theater and your explosions and the bright lights, and you know it's just so overwhelming, but you read a book, it's, it allows your mind's eye to take in what's happening, and you can interpret it a different way. Yeah, and you get to know people, and then those people get hurt or they die. And again, in a movie, oh, that's all fake, you know. But in real life, you're like, you know, uh, even in Forrest Gump, you know, this, the time that he was in Vietnam, it's still, even if it was based on a true story, it's still fiction in your mind when you're watching it on a movie. Um, right. So I applaud you for, for taking on the project and getting through it. And um, now, one of the things that you had said. Uh, was that you used a lot of social media to promote your book. Can you um, talk to us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah, I started out, um, I didn't even know the book was out, actually. I told, I told one of my friends, text me, and said, I found your book on Amazon for sale. I said, already? He said, yeah, it was up there yesterday. So I had to call my publisher and, and think it was for sale. <laughs> so I started the, uh, yeah, they didn't even tell me. How about that? All right, so let's talk, before we talk about social media, let's talk about your publisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, apparently you didn't, you, uh, did you have a, I, and I should have started with the publisher, that's my bad, I just wanted to skip ahead. Um, so, how did you go about finding a publisher, and uh, who did you end up using? I, uh, I, well, I started looking around for, um, you know, self-publishing or, or real publishing houses, sending out samples of the book. But I actually, I went with a self-publishing company because they're the easiest to work with. They're really easy to work with. Everybody's very nice. And there's also House Publishing, which they're known for, Legally Blonde or the war movie U571. They've done a couple of big books. Oh, cool. And movies. Yeah, so I went with them. It, very easy process. Um, I was still in the editing process. It took about it took my friend about three months to edit it. So they worked with me. They gave me time, and when then I was ready to proceed with the publishing package, they actually gave me fifty percent off. So what was what would have been eight thousand dollars is only four thousand dollars. Great. So yeah, they worked with me very well, and they set me up with. Uh, uh, I'm doing a press, huge. I got my own publicist, got my own copywriter to get me on radio shows. The whole shebang. The whole. 
box covers everything. Now, you can go with cheaper packages if you just say you want to write um, a, a poem book, you know, or you don't want to do a big book like I'm doing, the big, you know, press release Hollywood thing, try to get it to screen. If you just want to do something simple for, you know, your family and friends, and they, they have packages starting out, I think, like the cheapest ones, $350, and they'll publish your, your book for you and everything. Right. So it doesn't all have to be, you know, glamorous, big style, like I'm trying to do, you know, trying to put it in everybody's ear if you just want to do it for your, your city, your town. Okay. Something for yourself. You can do it. Very, very good price. And how did you come across Author House? Just when you were going through different places, they just came across your desk or somebody yeah, referred I was, you? Yeah, uh, actually the internet search, when I found them, I was looking at Dorrance Publishing House, but then Author House came across on the uh, the search I put in, and I, I went with them, and they got... I, I sent them an email message, and they called me the next day, and it went from there. Nice. Um, all right, so now let's get back to the social media where your publishing uh, house forgot to tell you your book was live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, yeah, my friend told me, you know, it's live, it's live, it's, it's for sale. I said, oh, well, so the next day I started a uh, Facebook campaign. I started a, I started a, a shoot, spear, and bullet page. And I started the campaign, which they have excellent social media. If you want to do a page or you want to get your name out there for a product, you can do it's, uh They do it by the click. You know, they'll make an ad for you, so you can pay by the click, or they can do it. They'll do it based on what you're trying to market. You know, say so you're trying right. to market a clothing line or a book to a certain group of people. You can pick the group of people that you want to market to, and they'll, they'll tailor it for that. And it's very cheap. I think I spent. Two hundred dollars on on Facebook, uh, you know, for, to get my ad out there, and I went from uh, one hundred and fifty likes to almost two thousand likes in a matter of a week. That's and I great. also use, yeah, and for social media, also Twitter. Use Twitter, and I uh, did an account with uh, Author News, and they what they do is they promote your book on Twitter, and they promote it on their page. Uh, and they just keep promoting it for 15 days, and that was only $20. And then also, I'm doing a virtual book tour with the VBT Cafe. And what it is, a virtual book tour, you go through, uh, instead of like making different stops in cities and towns, they put different stops on blog posts. So every other day or every day, um, you can, you'll stop at a different blog. And the, the owner of that blog, they were some will re- review your book, some will just um, make a comment about your book, and they'll put the links that it's for sale on, and they'll, they'll put uh, other people can post blogs about your book that have read it, and they're also a raffle, or what you call a raffle copter. Yeah. Uh, people can uh, uh, place their name in the hat, and whoever at the end, like for what I'm doing, I'm doing three signed copies of whoever wins the raffle. And so that that goes for about. I think I mine started on July 18th and it ended August 27th. So about a month of uh, different blogs that you use, and, and that was a good price as well. I think that was fifty dollars. So for a month and a half of publicity, almost you use social media for Twitter. They do Twitter as well and blogs, and they'll post like I have an official trailer of my book on YouTube. They'll post that on their different web pages as well. Okay, awesome. I actually just put out a call for authors to to um, discuss with them that have uh, video book trailers and how they think those are performing and how yours was actually created. Uh, I created mine myself when a Windows movie uh, producer. Yeah. It's a Windows 
it's a Windows uh, program on Vista. I'm sure the newer ones have it as well. And it, they, it, it'll edit it for you. You can edit it yourself, add music. And my trailer looks just like anything you'd see in Hollywood. It took me about two hours to create. I put it up on YouTube. I also use YouTube to promote it. I paid them about $50, and I went from 450 views to almost 5,000 views now of my trailer. Wow. Make sure that you uh, email me the, the link to that so I can put it in the show notes. I definitely will. Because that's, that's really important. Uh, YouTube trailer. Oh, you can find it yourself probably right now. It's just shoot spear and bullets on YouTube. Uh, well, say that again slower. On, uh, it's shoot spear and bullets on shoot, YouTube, just like the title of the bullets. book. Shoot spear and bullets. Okay, cool. Um, that's really that's really neat. Uh, you have like really embraced social media. Are you using Goodreads for anything? Am I using what? Goodreads. It's another uh, platform for authors to connect with readers. And it's, I uh, no, I don't think I'm using that. Okay. I'm using Library Thing. Library Thing. Okay, it's similar to Library Thing. Um, and how are you utilizing Library Thing? Because that's one that a lot of our listeners may not know about yet. Uh, so Library Thing is basically a uh, a uh, social media book platform. It's only it's books only. And what you can do, you create your profile, whether you're an author or whether you're just an avid reader. You go in, you can add your different titles. But really how authors use it and how I've used it is you can do uh, free giveaways to have people uh, review your book and go on there. And you can give away e-books or i-books or you can give away actual hard copies. And the people that are interested in your genre will, you know, they'll click on it, they'll like it, they'll send you a message. And after you can pick a certain time for people to, to like or send you a comment. Like I did a 10-day giveaway. I gave away four copies for early review, and then once they once the time is up, you pick the people that you would like to review and send them the book, and they review it, and then they'll post it on your library thing profile, and which also flows over to Amazon and uh, gets your reviews out there for their likes or dislikes. But all my reviews are positive, so I guess I'm doing pretty well. Awesome! You really are um, hooking into some, and I'm sure. Did Author House point you to to do all these different social media things, or did you find some of them on your own? I I did them all on my own. They um, they kind of after the book was published, they drug their feet for about a month to get me all my all my publicists and all that. But it's happening now. But for about a month, I was on my own. So I knew about Facebook, of course. I didn't really know about Twitter. I was doing that on my own, and I looked around the. Uh, the internet is really your friend. There's so much information on it, especially for the virtual book tours and all that I found on my own. And it's really helped out a lot, especially with sales for, uh, you know, Kindle and Nick versions of the book. Well, and um, that's that's important for our uh, readers, our listeners to uh, to understand, too, is that the virtual book tours, you know, people kind of get a little scared um, I was worried that if I did a virtual book tour that I was going to have to physically go post my book to all these places myself uh, throughout, you know, like a one-month period or whatever. And there are a couple different ways that book tours are handled, but like you said, usually it's the blogger themselves that blog. And if you do a guest post, you can do it ahead of time. And you can just have it scheduled to come out on the day that you want it to come out. So... Um, there's no reason to be afraid of a virtual book tour, and they seem to be gaining in popularity, and, and that's what we need. 
That's exactly right. It was. It's. Uh, I signed up for it, and the the, uh, the website in charge of it. They planned it all, and they sent me, you know, different Q and As I would have to do, or the reviews, or the guest blogging, like you said. And they, they, the person in charge of that blog will get in touch with you to say, you know, I need this guest blog by this date. So you, you know, they'll usually tell you about two weeks ahead of time, and then you, you do your guest blog on really whatever topic you would like to do. And you send it out, and they'll post it up on their website. It's really, it's really is hassle free. You know? That's uh, that's exciting. And now, okay, so we we talked about if you wanted to, you know, if someone was going to write their memoir, um, how would you go about it? And you gave us great advice, saying not to outline it. Um, what what else? Do you, I mean, you used a lot of things. You used photos. Did you use photos that you took, or your friends took, or just? Uh, photos from newspapers or when you said no, you were I using did, photos? Uh, I used my actual photos and that I took and my friends took in Afghanistan and also the uh, photojournalist slash filmmaker uh, John D. McHugh. He's a, uh, he works for the Associated Press. I used some of his photos as well. He was embedded with us and he actually got shot in the stomach and came back two months later. I guess he just loved it so much. Wow. Being in the action. Yeah, he's an adrenaline junkie. Uh, so I used his photos as well. He was with us for a couple months. Uh, but yeah, photos of my actual time in Afghanistan that I took and mostly that my friends took so I could, you know, take my mind back to that place and remember what I was going to write. Um, and then you mentioned music and that seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of, uh, war movies now. Is the music like, is it played throughout wherever your base is or is it just you know what you listen to on your own headphones or how does music play into all of this why well, use music that uh that i would listen to like on my head my own headphones you know to uh, in afghanistan to release some stress you know to, to calm me down you know when i have some downtime and music is, is really important because your mind just like smell if you smell you know you're with somebody you're out and about, and you smell something, and then, but you know, that smell takes you back to a decade or, or, or five years ago when you smell that same smell, but a different spot. And so it's a memory. And music is the same thing. You can be listening to somewhere, you know, when you were younger in the summer, you were listening to these songs, and then 10 years, 10 years down the road, you hear it, and you remember that summer from when you were a child. And the same thing with Afghanistan. I would listen to the, uh, the, usually Dave Matthews band or their alternative British rock band Keen would listen to them and it would take me back because that's what I listened to in Afghanistan. That's really cool. And, you know, I mean, again, we think of like the TV show MASH where they had the loudspeakers and, you know, every now and then they would play the music and on the loudspeakers and stuff. But with today's technology, you have your own portable music that you can take with you. And you can listen to what calms you down or, you know, like you said, you're, you're listening in your own head to, to the music that you want to hear instead of just generic what the Army wants to play or the Air... Was it... You're in the, you were in the Air Force, correct? No, I was in the Army. Yeah, the Army. Okay. I... <laughs> Details. Okay. Details. You were in the military. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, you've shared a lot of really great information with us. I'm really excited that um, we were able to get together and do this interview. Um, do you have any parting thoughts for any new authors out there, um, you know, just in general? Yeah, 
I would say, you know, whatever you want to, whatever your desire is to write, you know, whether it be about war, you know, or about religion or about a self-help book, uh, write it how you want to write it. You know, editors are good. My editor, excellent, but, you know, he, he had some thoughts that I didn't particularly share, you know. Ultimately, the author should have final cut. So write how you want to write. Like my book, as you said, you know, it could be R and C-17, but that's how war is. You know, that's how the Army life is. You know, write how you desire to write. Don't let somebody tell you how to write. You know, as mostly in this politically correct world we live in, somebody a thousand miles away can tell you that's not right. You shouldn't do that. But, you know, they sh in writing, it's how you want to write it. You know, look at old writers, Edgar Allan Poe. He broke the mold in writing. Nobody told him to write the tale to the heart. But now it's a classic story. Everybody loves it. So, you know, follow your heart. Do what you want to do. And, and don't let somebody tell you how to write. Uh, and that's perfect, and I, I often use that, and a couple of authors um, have used, like, Shakespeare as an example. And, you know, back in the day, they didn't have genres. Nobody told them how to write what they wrote. They just wrote it uh, straight from the heart, how they wanted their story to be, and that's how authors should still be today. And hopefully right. with the uh, changes in the publishing industry, we'll be able to see a lot more of, you know, uh, well written, but the stories that you know were suppressed in the past, uh, not through you know any political media or whatever, not suppressed that way, but suppressed by the big publishing houses and um, suppressed by the publicists that that didn't want to didn't want to promote certain types of stories. So you know you're you're helping to break the mold. Um, to get people out there to, to talk about real real stuff that really happens. You don't have to dramatize it. You know, you, you can't make this stuff up. This is, uh, you know, real life is, is what it's all about. So, um, exactly right. Tell us, uh, tell us again where people can find you on the Internet because some of our listeners uh, are listening through iTunes and they may not be at the website to see the show notes. Uh, you can find me uh, uh, on Facebook. It's Facebook, just, you know, Shoot, Spear, and Bullets. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. It's at Jesse underscore Holder. And then the book is for sale on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Shoot, Spear, and Bullets, Not Your Grandpa's War Story is the title. It's on, also on iTunes and on iBook. And Kindle and Nook It's for sale on all major websites. Um, I am out there. Just Google my name or Google the title of the book. Go find it, go buy it, go enjoy it, and, you know, share it with the people that need to know what's going on out there in the real world. So, uh, for all of our listeners, uh, we want to collectively thank you for taking time to join us today. And uh, we also want to make sure that if uh, you are listening on iTunes, that you come on over to bookgoodies.com. And that's B-O-O-K-G-O-O-D-I-E-S dot com. And make sure that you uh, do a search for Jesse Holder and find this podcast and you'll find the show notes, which will have links to all the things that he told you about. Um, and like he said, you can pretty much just Google him and he'll show up. But uh, we would love it if you'd come by and leave us some comments. Let us know what you think. And let us know if you bought the book and what you thought of the book. And um, also, if you want to be one of our guests, go up to the top of the Book Goodies website and you will see that we have a contact form and we have uh, several ways for you to tell us about your book uh, so that we can just post the information about your book on our website. 
And we want to thank geekcast.fm for hosting us. And you can also find uh, Book Goodies on uh, the major social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Pinterest by clicking, you know, by uh, just slash Book Goodies on each of those sites. And uh, once again, you know, thank you so much in, in multiple ways for, you know, not only writing your book, but living the book and, uh, you know, defending our, comp- our country against the things that we need to be defended against. And uh, It's been my pleasure. Great. For all of our listeners, um, thanks for listening. Get out there and get writing. If Jesse can do it, you can do it. And uh, everybody have a great day.